Hello and welcome to episode number five. Today me and Daria will be talking to someone who might save your life in the future. And he also has a study that you might not expect to be in the FSC. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Care for an introduction? Yes, of course, of course. Um, my name is uh, Oscar. I uh, am doing uh, the study of pharmacy and or pharmaceutical sciences, whatever you like to call it, I guess. Um, here they call it pharmacy, which confuses everyone back from where I'm from. And um, yeah, I was born in uh, Poland, uh, spent very little time there, although all my family's from there, and swiftly uh, moved to Ireland when I was very young, and hence no uh, Eastern European sounding accent, thank God. Um, but yeah, um, I'm here because... I asked you to be here. <laughs> yes, maybe a little bit, but uh, also also because, uh, yeah, podcasting's great. And, uh, and I'd like to uh, maybe help some who would like to uh, maybe apply in the future for Good. Uh, the Bachelor of Pharmacy, maybe. Mm. Uh, Ideal outcome, I love way. that. Yeah, yeah. Is pharmacy something you always wanted to do? Um, I can't say it was something I always wanted to do. Uh, I definitely, in the recent years, um, was always kind of considering uh, psychology, neuroscience, that sort of thing. Um, not for any like concrete reason, uh, but mainly because I always liked, uh, I guess, biology and chemistry and, and physics as well. Um, and in my opinion, pharmacy is a really nice amalgamation of all that. And then, in, you know, as time went on, I started thinking, oh, yeah, medical sciences would be cool and, and uh, medicine would be cool, but it's a trek to get into. <laughs> and also, um, in general, uh, I wouldn't be great at dealing with patients, like, face-to-face, <laughs> -face, trying to inspect them and everything. You know that shtick that doctors yeah. do every single time you go to your GP? They check everything. I'd be able to do that, but I don't know if I'd be able to do that responsibly. And then, like, you know, if it's something like a broken bone or something, Jesus, God help me. <laughs> so uh, that's why I have decided to be slightly more hands-off. Still a lot of, you know, pressure on my shoulders because uh, getting a drug wrong <laughs> would be pretty scary. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I've chosen. So I've is, chosen. That a, is that a type of subject that you explore? Like development of medicine or something like that yes so kind of initially in the program you start off with a basic i guess microbiology kind of background so uh you delve into uh microbiology of the cell genetics uh then like a related to that microbiology kind of practical and then there's in the first year there's a lot of emphasis on okay yeah academic research and communication skills you have that kind of coming in and out throughout the year. And then later on in the year, you kind of delve into, uh, you know, the meat and potatoes of some of the more, I guess, technical stuff. Mm. So your chemistry and organic chemistry in particular, mathematics, a little bit of that. Um, and of course, then some of the stuff that is more related to, I guess, medicine. So human physiology, physiology and pharmacology, pharmacology bit, of course, uh, more centered towards us. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's great. And and a lot of kind of chemistry starts being thrown in. You kind of start off with a lot of biology and then, and there's a bit of industry stuff as well. So you've got pharmaceutical technology and biopharmacy. 
Um, that gives you an, I guess, overlay on some of the industry elements, uh, gives you the whole idea of like dosage forms and, and like the importance of them and, and how patient compliance is like one of the largest, I guess, aspects of like pharmacy from like a, you know, pharmacist to human perspective. Mm. Um, so yeah, and you kind of learn that you're, you're the individual that has to check the doctor's advice. So you, in theory, have to know a little bit more than what the doctor knows if it comes to, you know, obviously the drug yeah. side of things because that's what you're there for. But uh, sometimes, I guess, you're there to correct whatever. Mm. As a pharmacist, you mean? Yes, yeah. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Does that put pressure on, like, on you to know things, kind of? Yeah, of course, but... Also, obviously, it, it, it is your expertise in the end. Um, you're there to, I guess, uh, solve those problems. So, you know, you want to be, you want to be very knowledgeable, and you want to be able to actually pick out certain things because obviously, the 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 GP, the whatever, even the specialized doctor will not, you know, always know exactly the best dosage or exactly the best drug that might be used to treat something. Uh, of course, he's trained to know that, and he's supposed to know. I guess it in a decent amount of detail, but you can always it's 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 nice to have someone to bounce ideas off yeah. of, I guess. Mm -hmm. Especially with like, you know, treating an illness. So yeah. yeah. You said the communications was part of the program? Yes. What kind what how do you use that? Um so a lot of it is definitely more from the side of, you know, in case you're going to be in the more kind of research, medical pharmaceutical sciences side of things. You need to be able to know how to read a scientific paper, of right, course. Right, yeah. And um, a lot of it is also related to, you know, knowing how to present some of your, the information that you've either researched or found. <laughs> and uh, also um, knowing, uh, of course, um, how to write uh, an, an academic paper to a certain degree. And most of it is still just kind of like reading information, uh, you know, seeing what sticks. But I'm, I'm sure that all the other science subjects have something similar. Yeah, so. well, astronomy actually doesn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> so that's interesting. Pretty interesting. But maybe it's, um, we write a little bit less, or I don't know. I also looked on Ocasis and I saw that you have human psychology. Why do you think that's included? Um, so, uh, unless it's an elective that I haven't heard of. Um, Oh, I maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah I, believe <laughs> it, be. I believe it wasn't um, psychology, it was physiology. But Oh, okay, I am very dyslexic. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> Shit, okay. I'm exposed. That's perfectly okay. <laughs> Although a uh, human psychology side of things would be very interesting. And some of that is covered um, in pharmaceutical technology and biopharmacy where you, um, I guess, learn perspectives of the patient. And also uh, there's a kind of uh, global health and kind of pharmacy course at the very end of the year. Uh, more of this type of stuff is gone into more detail in the pharmacy master. Ah, so, right. um, okay. so like then when you're actually training to be in a pharmacy or a hospital pharmacy or whatever, um, you then like really need to know your interpersonal skills. So maybe there's more specific training related to that. But yeah, for the first couple of years, it's you in physiology. Okay. And do you have any ethics course? Um, so nothing too explicit. Obviously, in every course that has to deal with any sort of new research, like, for example, 
all the CRISPR technology. I remember in the in the first course we had uh, molecular biology of the cell. We had a lot related to that, um, and you know, it's the common conversation that that often kind of goes into the media and is then talked about by many people. And I guess sometimes, you know, some of the information gets lost because it's not actually experts talking about it sometimes. But um, yeah, there is there is an ethical side to things, but often from the pharmaceutical side of things, when you're actually testing a drug, you're looking for its effectiveness and it's the numbers that kind of judge whether you know, you've done something that's like, you know, you're trying to correct, uh, um, sorry, release a drug that is uh, perhaps uh, maybe very addictive or, or et cetera, kind of with a lot of op opioids, that's the issue. And, and, um, and, and or has dangerous side effects and you need to test for that. So rigorous testing is there uh, to test for that. And you first test on, let's say, you know, it's, it's rarely in vivo first. You first go in vitro, you go behind the glass cells only and then maybe mice and then human subjects once that gets approved you know so it's it, it is a lot it's a step-by-step -step process and uh and we're definitely checked um mm. especially the numbers and uh yeah what i guess you, fudging numbers? numbers is not <laughs> what do you mean with the numbers by the numbers i mean just like if we're testing a drug we're looking for its bioavailability so so how much of it once it's once it enters a body, a, a, an organism, can be absorbed by that organism, whether it's easy or like whether it's going to where it's supposed to be. So, for example, if you wanted a drug to cross your blood-brain barrier, you know, a little bit more uh, difficult uh, molecules need to be involved because I won't go into too much. <laughs> but It's interesting. Go on. But basically, um, because we are made up of water, uh, most of the molecules that we need to, like most of the drugs that we take in need to be able to dissolve in that water because otherwise it's, it's difficult to actually get around the body. And, uh, and that means they have to be polar. And the blood-brain barrier is a little tricky because uh, only kind of non-polar compounds will get through. Uh, extremely polar compounds will have an issue. So um, therefore, yeah. There's and there's always that interest, and it, also if the molecule is too big, it won't get through either. So right, and um, you t then test the effectiveness, yes. and if it works, and that's yeah. what you mean with like the numbers. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. So it's there's plenty of parameters. Uh, yeah. Whoever decides to delve into it, uh, like if I had notes in front of me or like something like that, I could probably go through some of these things. But whoever whoever wants to uh, delve into it will find out that there's a. Is there any general like um, percentage of effectiveness? I, that's a bit vague, but like, um, is there a standard for? Um, so, of course, as you can tell when you, for example, buy a drug from a pharmacist uh, at a pharmacy, if you look at the, you know, if you look into the the box and you get all the labels and all the information about it. You always have a description, you know, like what it's used for, like what it's made up of. And then you have plenty of side effects, always. Yeah. <laughs> and the interesting thing, once again, like the thing that I definitely took out of my first year was that, you know, uh, personalized medicine is still a way away. Let's put yeah. it that way. Um, 
a lot of it is still trying to be as general as possible. Obviously, with technology like CRISPR, where we can actually identify genes that might be causing a problem, mm -hmm. there you've got a very much kind of far more silver bullet approach to things. However, um, with just common drugs, yeah. you, you have the issue that because we're all different, we're all made up of a different, like every single one of us has a different genome, we're all going to have a problem. Like, you know, mm. there's always going to be a certain percentage that will have an issue and everybody will respond differently. So like, that's why the side effect label is always so long. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always like, you know, common side effects, slightly rarer ones, <laughs> very rare ones, and very rare ones are always the very scary ones. But um, yeah, that's kind of, that's where yeah. all... You know, but I feel like it can't. Yeah, it into. can't be any other way if you have seven billion people. Yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And if we're all different, then jeez. Yeah, uh, and all of the, the like knowledge, like you sound incredibly knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. so you did a great job on something smart, but <laughs> I'm just <laughs> no. Okay, he's nodding his head no head. for I'm, the record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm wondering, does that put you more at ease in a way with like taking care of yourself and knowing the possibilities that you have to? maintain yourself um or yeah. are you more aware of things that could go wrong yeah yeah no definitely um i guess uh even with the vaccine talk and and you know it, everything especially with science is, is a game of probability right and mm -hmm. and it's always um you know the odds are always kind of either in your favor or not and and most of the time with most drugs um if they're supposed to treat something that's very common they're supposed to be effective, giving you, you know, relief and very few side effects. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for more specific things, yeah, you've got you've got the higher, uh, I guess, uh, danger because, for example, it is a rare disease or whatever. And yes, do I therefore, I guess, feel more happy with, uh, you know, or, or more knowledgeable about um, what I consume or or or. Or, I don't know, am I more conscious about my body in that regard? Um, yes and no. Like, I, I, I know certain things. I understand, like, the, I guess, the complications related to the overdosing on something. And that's another beautiful thing about pharmacy. You learn that everything can be a poison and or a cure. So no. <laughs> that is also fascinating. Like, everything can be used to potentially cure something. Um, almost everything like with some, especially with some like a biosynthesis or like certain kind of alterations, you can literally use everything to cure. Um, but also, uh, depending on the dose, anything can be poison as well, mm. even water. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite interesting. But these sort of things definitely float around my head and, and you, and you uh, I guess, walk through life kind of knowing these things <laughs> and then sometimes being scared by the amount of sugar someone put in their <laughs> tea or something. Um, but yeah. And did you expect to like find these things interesting when you went into pharmacy or is it more so like a found interest? No, I, I, I definitely, um, I definitely was kind of, I guess, enamored by, by the whole idea of, yeah, no, let's find out how to treat someone. Let's find out how people tick and, um, yeah. And, and getting into the ins and outs of, 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 I guess, helping people. Cause that has always, um, been on my radar. So yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's something we wanted to put in the introduction, like we weren't going to kiss your ass. <laughs> because, um, I, well, I mean, like doctors save 
mm-hmm. people's life. Maybe mm-hmm. like, I think on average it was between, between like 300 and 1300 mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the average career of a doctor. But if you create a good vaccine, you can literally save yeah. countries, right? Yeah. So. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, vaccines are extremely topical at the moment, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, vaccines are definitely like just a, a, a side of, of, of what we do. And, and of course it stems ridiculously at some stage. But um, because there's far too many specifications. But um, yes, the the whole idea behind yes, doctors save whatever um, a certain portion of lives or like on average would will be involved in saving this amount of lives. Um, uh, that's kind of I guess I guess a pharmacist can in theory trump that if they definitely like I don't know um, are involved in creating a drug that can you know, save people from, from a horrible disease or something that has a very high death rate, et cetera, uh, if left untreated. So, you know, there's also, I guess there was a bit of that, like, oh yeah, once again, higher numbers, uh, <laughs> you know, you could, uh, you could really, if you, if you get lucky, cause a lot of luck is involved of course, but, um, if you, if you manage to, to actually discover something, um, that is beneficial and that's, you know, if you go into the research side of things, otherwise you'll be in a pharmacy, helping the day-to-day person. And there you're also potentially saving lives because you're, education, you're educating people on, you know, safe doses and, and, and et cetera. So, yeah. Are those the only two options or career options you have? Um, th- obviously, there are other out-of-the-box career options that are definitely not down the sort of, I guess, uh, trodden path by many mm-hmm. people. Uh, but medical pharmaceutical sciences is really wide because you can step into, I guess, more of the economic side of things and become a bit of a big pharma bro or you can also you know martin shkreli in the building uh but you can also you can also go down basically research and because there are so many um paths uh related to you know uh the receptors that that are involved in in basically taking up whatever molecule or being affected by whatever molecule that you're studying and and in general creating molecules that might be effective and and then the general kind of statistics side of things because you you need people to actually analyze the data um from a very kind of professional professional side of things and then there's uh yeah i guess i guess a lot of the lab work as well is very specific sometimes it, it ranges quite a lot so um, medical pharmaceutical sciences definitely kind of opens a huge potential into like what you could be doing. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, otherwise the pharmacy is, is quite, um, I guess strict in where you could go. And okay. after the bachelor of pharmacy in theory, you could like, because it's a science bachelor, you could in theory, like go master of neuroscience, master of whatever. Uh, they don't, um, well, it's not, uh, I guess, typical path in, in, in the University of Kronia, so they wouldn't um, push you towards that. But, like, you know, if you've got some aspirations and you want to go down a path that has not been taken by many people, of course, with the science degree, you can definitely then pivot into different um, science-related masters and see where that takes you. Although, I'll be honest, I haven't thought that far. I haven't, mm. like, tried to experiment with crazy things. That's okay. Well, you mentioned science, science, science. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned that not many people know that pharmacy is in the FSE. <laughs> oh, right. Um, do you have any inkling as to why it's in the FSE and not in the medical faculty? Yeah, I think I, think I understand a little bit now. Mm. Um, I am not 
too well versed in the medical, I guess, curriculum. So I can't state exactly what they do. But um, one of my friends, you know, doesn't study medicine here, but studies medicine back in Ireland. And he was surprised by, for example, the amount of chemical and in general, just mathematical calculations that we do. So um, the way I see it is that we're in the FSE because we are quite analytical and therefore, um, I guess, slightly removed from from the medicine side of things. Although we're very medical as well because we have uh, lots of aspects of physiology and, and um, I guess, how the body works. So... Yeah, it's a bit of both. Um, and that's why we're kind of, I don't know, we're like on both planks. We're, we're like <laughs> on both sides of the river, you know? <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, I was wondering the if you go into the research uh, department, let's mm -hmm. say, is that very competitive? or? Yeah, so uh, from all the stories, I guess, all of us have heard about, um, I guess, getting, we're like, having a PhD position anywhere and then, uh, you know, actually then being able to step into academia straight away after you're done with university, um, unless there's like, you know, a clear spot that's open, that is often quite difficult. Um, because so, there are uh, very little spots or because... Um, yes, yeah, so obviously when you're going up for top positions, it's always going to be competitive no matter what it is. Um, so so that's always an issue. But um, also, I guess, uh, most of the time when you're done with kind of medical pharmaceutical sciences or, or, um, or with well, pharmacy, obviously you go to a pharmacy, hopefully. But, um, but with medical pharmaceutical sciences, um, you often step into kind of uh, what used to be the kind of biopharmaceutical sector and like, you know, maybe large companies that, that have, uh, I guess, uh, huge, uh, I don't know, research mm -hmm. buildings, etc. But, um, but now it has definitely kind of broken down into a lot of, I guess, freelancing because there's a mm. lot of aspects in gathering scientific uh, data. Um, and, and apparently it's, it's quite, I, I actually had an interesting lecture where I did speak to some people in the field or not speak, but it was a lecture on their end. So I asked a couple of questions, but nothing crazy. And, uh, and they were saying that basically, um, it's becoming very 50, 50, obviously you've got your five Pfizer's, you've got your buyers, you've got your, uh, various pharmaceutical companies, Johnson mm -hmm. Johnson, et cetera. Um, but you also have, um, a lot of more freelancers who I guess own their own company and there's like maybe five to 10 people on their kind of payroll and they just do kind of analyses that, um, another company, like it's a lot of just basically hubs where, yeah. where they accept uh, data and they, for example, will kind of find out various statistical kind of, um, aspects of it for you or, you know, from like the research side of things, there might be, you know, you might want to commission, the I guess you know you're working for clients in the end of the, at the end of the day, but and you might want to commission something. Yeah, yeah, but even if it's like a freelance company, do mm -hmm. they all have to abide by the same rules and regulations? Yeah, so uh, you know I haven't read into these. I'm not yeah, an expert. However, um, however, there 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 always is rules with all this. Um, I, I'm guessing even there's like in the European Union, there's definitely 
like actual European regulations on, on this matter. Um, yeah, but uh, not well versed. Yeah, okay. I can I can ask my girlfriend. She might know. Um, do you feel that sort of the way you're being taught and the things you're being taught push you in either direction, more towards research or more for a practical approach? Um, at the moment, they're trying to give us like a general, mm -hmm. I guess, kind of, you know, fill the canvas slightly, but leave certain things untouched and, and kind of, you know, leave it up to us where we want to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess the research, they, they try to make a very balanced so that you kind of understand what's going on and, uh, and you can make up your own mind. So I wouldn't say they, they try to push us in, you know, one direction or another. Mm. Um, and on top of that, are they maybe challenging you to think outside the box when it comes to like creating a medicine? Uh, or not well, really, uh, well, maybe. I guess, I guess at the root of it, it is the goal, right? And, and a lot of the, whenever we're just doing basic um, assignments, they will try to get you to figure out everything on your own so that you know how to independently kind of get with the program mm -hmm. and, and try to figure things out on your own. Um, and of course, uh, if you happen to do a PhD, then you're really kind of in the deep on your own. You're definitely doing your yeah. own research um, and you kind of are in charge of your own destiny and you're doing it for yourself as well. So um, then it's very much almost entrepreneurial. Like it's just you doing your thing. Yeah. Obviously you have a research topic, but you have to find out the best way to actually research these things and then write a paper about it. Yeah, because is it true that medicine can work in very different ways? Like, it, um, uh, like can you be creative in that sense? Um, as in? Like, you have medicine to treat something, mm -hmm. to lower symptoms, yeah, to... Yeah. I don't know, like, uh, like I'm very ignorant <laughs> about this stuff. But, um, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it depends what the goal is on uh, whatever you're trying to t treat, I guess. Um, so uh, we can go into the hot-button hot topic <laughs> here. Uh, with, Cautiously. With, with, with the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Um, the issue is that you, you know, that in general, everyone's goal is, obviously they have... Um, some something has recently been released. I haven't read up on it, but they have released a pill that can um, relieve kind of symptoms of COVID apparently, and apparently it's it's uh, it has been approved to some scale by the FDA in America. So they so they have got that going. Um, they also obviously the first thing that everybody thought was okay, it's a virus. We don't know how scary it is. Let's try to actually eradicate it immediately. That is always a very optimistic goal, but often with viruses, it's a very tricky one. So, um, yeah. So, so I guess, I guess it depends what your, what your, what your goal is when, when you kind of start off, yeah. because if it's, if it's, uh, you know, if it's something that might be like a genetic issue or something, then, then really the only thing you can do now with CRISPR, with the donor CRISPR, you know, we're in a different world and we'll see where that takes us. But, um, Obviously, until we have that technology, the only thing we could do was treat it. So that was kind of everybody's goal was, okay, let's try to just ease some of the symptoms or try to, yeah, get rid of them totally if that's possible with whatever drug we're trying to create. Yeah. And with the whole COVID thing, especially because it's so closely linked to <clears throat> pharmacy, do you, are you like overwhelmed by that being given as an example in every single lecture? 
Um, they definitely gave it as an example a lot last year, although this year I think they've decided to kind of slow down a bit. Or maybe we haven't had... I guess we've had pretty streamlined lectures as in mm. they've been not too general because after the first year they try to kind of streamline certain things yeah. and try to, you know, like we're, we're talking about this and not too many news stories, et cetera. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I, I get definitely last year they were definitely talking about it mm. a lot. And, and, you know, everybody keeps saying, yeah, COVID will be a very interesting case study in your education for sure because... Um, because, you know, it, it's just happened and people are constantly, you know, releasing new research on the topic, yeah. et cetera. So we'll definitely, it'll definitely be a recurring mm -hmm. theme uh, yeah. constantly in yeah. our um, education. Yeah, it's an interesting time to be a pharmacy student right now. For right? sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, that's what that's what every lecturer was telling us last year. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Still this year. We're, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little but bit. But this year, when they say you, you just cry, you don't mm -hmm, feel proud mm -hmm, or anything, mm -hmm. it's just tears. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, no, it would be great to be in person a little bit more. But, mm. uh, yeah. Um, I have a question, but you might not be able to answer it. Um, when it comes to like Corona and developing a vaccine, do you know how they pick like the people or the researchers that do that? Um, I can't speak on how they would pick individuals who would be involved in research, although most of the time it is kind of, I guess, the research is taken up by, I guess, a source of money, right? So often the uh, the whatever biopharmaceutical company has the money will start researching and obviously also um, often some of these things like a COVID vaccine um, is somewhat commissioned by the general public and or many governments. So um, they, you know, depending on who gets the funding and who has the best um, reputation, et cetera. But I think, oh, I, I can't say if you know yeah. Pfizer got any funding from the American government, but, um, but it is often, you know, whoever had... Money is always power in, mm. in everything, and especially in, in the pharmaceutical industry. So, um, so yeah, uh, whoever has the money to research, because it takes a lot of money to research something. It takes many, many years for, like, a drug to go from, you know, oh, yes, we've come up with this cool new idea. Let's see if it works. Multiple trials, you know, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage, stage four. Crazy business. Lots of people tested on. Um, and then, in the end, it might not even come out because you know after seven yeah. eight years might not even come out because um of course you know maybe the efficacy isn't there or maybe you know a better drug already exists or maybe there's some harmful side effects that we don't want on the market so let's not um all that uh unfortunately can sometimes happen so uh even the discovery of a new drug can be either very soul sucking <laughs> steal the life away from you at least from like but the, it, like just the idea of yeah. all that time or you know or if you actually accomplish it then jesus mm. greatest rush of dopamine you've probably ever felt <laughs> like just yeah, then you don't go. need drugs you you just have the dopamine yes exactly yeah. exactly you're just you're just running off it but that's just you and probably yeah. only for like a couple of days and then you're, <laughs> you know, then you're then you're just like then you just see the numbers in your bank account rising constantly and you're yeah, just sitting there like you know, it's nice, but what can I do? Uh, so, yeah. Um, is, is that how it works? Uh, oh, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Uh, sorry, I, I, that was a bit of speculation. Don't mm. take that okay, as, as okay, fact. Okay. However, um, I can only imagine if you were personally involved in, uh, in in actually discovering something new, then you'd be, you'd be, I guess, 
somewhat swimming in cash, just depending on what the contract was and, mm. and how much you were promised. Bureaucracy, of course. Yes, of course. Of course. But um, So we yeah. had a bit of a chat about vaccines. And to sort of turn it down a little bit from our current predicaments, <laughs> um, <laughs> from what you've learned, is there any like vaccine or drug in general that you just feel like you personally feel like influenced medicine in like a, you know, a categorical way? Uh, ooh, we could start from like the first vaccine. Like obviously, uh, can I, oh, will I get my facts right here? Uh, smallpox vaccine. Mm. I hope that's it. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh, but yes, um, no, for sure. There is the... Or your favorite one. My favorite there vaccine? There you go. Yeah. Oh, God. Or, or drug in general. Drug in general? Ooh. We can start on a smaller scale. What's your favorite COVID vaccine? My favorite oh. COVID vaccine? Yeah. Um, uh, let's just say I, I can't really go into like the super scientific side of things. I wouldn't be able to say, oh, yeah, it's this one because, uh, you know, really neutralizes the spike protein at a fantastic <laughs> level, et cetera. Um, but uh, what I can say is, um, yeah, I guess I guess Moderna because it sounds cool. Yeah, Moderna. It sounds, it sounds yeah. really... Uh, Sounds really kind of hipster. Fair enough. Uh, I, I didn't get it, unfortunately, but it sounds hipster. I, I think the people who got Moderna feel pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. Once again, I think I think Pfizer is the best one in theory from from the from the research that has been done. So, um, hey, hey, I'm doing all right then. Got the Pfizer jab, but um, uh, yeah, um, Moderna sounds cool. So. If it comes to just sounding name, yeah, Madonna, for sure. Okay. Marketing is important, like so... Johnson & Johnson or whatever. It sounds J&J. boring. J&J or Janssen, boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not my favorite. Just, I picture two old white dudes when yeah, you say yeah, Johnson Yeah, but also, Johnson. But also like, uh, honorable mention has to go to Sputnik. That's, oh, that's, that's, the, Russians, <laughs> the Russians came through there, like... Um, that's, that's we a, just got confirmation that the smallpox vaccine is correct. It was okay. the first oh, vaccine. Perfect. <laughs> Thank God I know something, guys. A year and a half of pharmacy hasn't failed me yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but yes, um, now the smallpox vaccine was uh, revolutionary. I, I, I am scared to pinpoint who exactly um, actually developed it, but please cut this out. This is a little embarrassing. It's all right. Did, have you have any interaction with an anti-vaxxer or not? Uh, ooh, oh, I feel like we all have to gonna, some yeah, extent. Uh, unfortunately, I have a family member that um, is on that wavelength. Mm. And uh, we kind of avoid the topic. Okay. Um, okay. It's, not, uh, it's not something that we really talk not about. Not something you bring up at Christmas uh, dinner. Definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I love her to bits, but uh, one family member that is a little uh, we, we don't we don't understand. No one really understands why why she happened to fall down <laughs> that mm. rabbit hole. But does she have Facebook? Uh, more than likely, I don't actually know. I don't use Facebook anymore, and I never <laughs> found out if uh, if she does have Facebook. Mm. But uh, and I definitely don't ask. Um, but <laughs> but I know for a fact that. Um, she was definitely always a bit of an oddball. So mm. no, but at the same time, love her to bits. And uh, uh, I hope we can win her over one of these days. Mm. It'd that be would great. Be nice. Maybe if she listens to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, Who knows? yeah. But in general, uh, yeah, you know, I, I've I've been acquainted and or new anti-vaxxers um, in the past, but I never really talked to them about it. Obviously, like uh, some kids in school would have not been vaccinated because their mothers or fathers didn't believe in it, et cetera, which right. would have been pretty yeah. crazy, at least from my perspective. But um, but then, like, you know, 
the only, you know, the only thing you'd hear was like, oh, yeah, you know, vaccines are natural and all that. And you're like, oh, God, oh, no. The only reason why there's 7 billion of us on this planet is because of vaccines. Full stop. Like, otherwise, we'd be getting killed off by various, you know, bacteria and viruses. So, um, yeah. Uh, it's a touchy subject, but you know, f- you know, freedom of choice. We live in a democracy. <laughs> yeah. We don't want you know totalitarianism, so we good. <laughs> nice, great. We, we 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 happy with whatever people choose to do, although silently mm. not too happy. But uh, <laughs> you know, you got to live in that kind of dichotomy. Well, fancy <laughs> fancy words. <laughs> uh, I have a bit more. A question I have personally. I was, um, uh, I had a surgery in the summer and they gave me some really, really nice drugs. <laughs> so I was wondering, are you guys also improving drugs that are already existing? Um, so I, there are always improvements being made on drugs that are existing. Um, there's always certain things that you can tweak unless like the bioavailability of a drug. So like it's, you know, if you give someone a gram of a drug that then that gram, all of that drug gets used up. You know, if the vi- if the bioavailability is 100% and then also if, you know, side effects aren't large, et cetera, then there's, v- you know, very little space to kind of um, yeah. improve on. But if there is space to improve on and if it is like a drug that is either become very popular because X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and is very important and, um, you know, could use an upgrade... Then of course, there's always research going on. There's always um, certain, you know, uh, be it biosynthesis or just creating it from scratch synthetically based on a previous product. You know, finding out finding out all that. And then also, yeah, even there are sometimes improvements on uh, drugs. Like this was more so probably in previous decades, um, but drugs that had a, for example. Um, biosynthetic origin where we had to extract it from a plant or something um, that uh, has now you know once we kind of figured out how to synthetically um, break it down from raw materials it is then you know a lot safer to use and uh, and, and and also often the efficacy of production is, is a lot higher so yeah so that helps Wow, that was super informative. I yes. don't know what about you, Heidi, but I feel <laughs> very happy with modern medicine at the moment. I hope it wasn't like a you know forty minute ramble session. No, it was not. it was great. Okay, learned a lot about biomes and genome. I don't think you talked about biomes. Never mind, <laughs> scrap that. I, I'm not in the fussy, and you can tell <laughs> my true colors are coming out. Don't expose yourself like this, Daria. I think I did in the introduction. It's just a refresher <laughs> at this okay. point. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thanks so much for chatting to us. It was awesome. I hope it was fun for you as it was for us. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was good. I hope I hope some of it came across as coherent. And uh, yeah, All of I, it. Very I, coherent. I recommend the uh, pharmacy program. It's it's a lot of fun so far. Amazing. Um, you want to yeah. give yourself competition? Uh, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> as in like, you know, you the competition is always useful. And sure, I'm not the best as it is anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well... On that bombshell. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks' time with our Christmas special episode, where we won't really have any guests, but we'll just have Have a good time. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.